Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. Today, Pastor Greg, our outreach pastor, will bring a devotional on the God of peace. I'd like to welcome you today to this podcast episode. So glad that you have joined us and looking forward to spending a few moments with you talking about the God of peace. What is the opposite of peace? The opposite of peace is worry. I'm sure there have been times in your life that you have been overwhelmed with worry. But do you know that the Bible says that God is in fact the God of peace? I'd like to share a few thoughts with you today about the God of peace. In Philippians 4, we read some wonderful verses. I am sure these verses may be familiar to many of you. These are precious verses recorded in God's Word. I'd like to begin reading in chapter 4, verse 4. The Bible says in Philippians 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I'd like to suggest to you four things we can do to get victory over worry and experience that presence of God of peace. Number one, decide to rejoice in the Lord. In verse 4, we read, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. We need to rejoice in all things always. Notice the emphasis here. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. It's almost like we didn't catch it the first time, and Paul has to repeat himself. Even in the midst of difficulty, we must choose to rejoice. Matthew Henry said, Joy in God is a duty of great consequence in the Christian life, and Christians need to be again and again called to it. If good men have not a continual feast, it is their own fault. My friend, we must rejoice in the Lord. Number two, while rejoicing, we must pray. In verse six, we read, Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Did you notice this verse teaches us to pray with thanksgiving? We need to come to God being thankful. We don't need to be anxious about anything. We need to trust God, and as Jesus said in Matthew 6, take no thought for your life. What was he teaching us? He is teaching us that he is in control and we need not to worry. Jesus prayed with thanksgiving in John chapter 6 when he fed the 5,000. Jesus prayed with thanksgiving over the problem that he was facing. Jesus was facing a great difficulty, but he thanked God. 
He thanked God that he was going to supply every need that was needed to feed the hungry people. What an encouragement to us. Remember Daniel in Daniel chapter 6? The Bible says that Daniel prayed with thanksgiving. In chapter 6 verse 10 we read, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Prayer with thanksgiving during a problem will bring peace from God. Notice in verse number 7 it says that the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Praying in a difficult situation will bring peace. So number one, we must decide to rejoice in the Lord always. And number two, while we are rejoicing, we must pray. And not only shall we just pray, we must pray with a spirit of thanksgiving. But number three, according to verse number eight, we must think on these things. We need to set our minds to think on the list we see here in this verse. We need to set our minds on the right things, things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just and pure and lovely and of a good report. Thinking on the right things in a time of difficulty is crucial. Thinking on things that are praiseworthy. This is a wonderful way to keep our minds focused on what really matters the most. I love what Paul said in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 2. He said we need to set our affection on things above and not on things of the earth. We need to keep our focus on the eternal and not the temporal. We must set our minds toward the things of God and not toward the difficulties we may be facing. Now, my friends, I know these days have been rather difficult for a lot of people, but we have, through the pages of God's Word, things that we can set our affections and our minds toward that we would not worry, we would not fear, but rather we could rejoice and we could pray and we could be thankful. And when our minds are set on the things of God, we can find peace in our life and peace in our hearts because we know that God is in control. Number four, the last thing I would like to mention to you, is did you notice in verse number nine how the scripture reads? In verse nine of Philippians four, the Bible says, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I love this verse. God teaches us that we must do the things we know to do. Paul writes that we must focus on the things we have learned. We must focus on the things we have received. The things we have heard and the things that we have seen. Paul, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, teaches the Philippians that they must do these things. We must do the same. And notice what the result will be. 
the God of peace shall be with you. Back in verse number 7, we read the peace of God. But in verse 9, we read the God of peace. When we choose to rejoice and not worry, but to pray with thanksgiving, letting our requests be made known unto God, he will give us his peace. But when we decide to think on the right things, rejoice and not to worry, pray and be thankful and do the things we know to do, the God of peace shall be with us. Look, in verse 7, we learn how to have God's peace. But in verse 9, we learn how to be in God's presence. The peace of God is his peace. The God of peace is his presence. What a wonderful encouragement. I pray today that you will experience God's peace. But more than that, I pray that you will enjoy God's presence. In a time of uncertainty, we must do what we know to do and enjoy what God has for us. I pray that all of us today would be able to enjoy not only just the peace that God offers, but the very God of peace, his presence in our life today. My friend, I pray that you would walk in the presence of God today, that you would decide to rejoice in the Lord always. And as Paul said, again, rejoice. And while we are rejoicing, we should pray. And pray with thanksgiving. God's been so good to us, we have many things to be thankful for. We must rejoice. We must pray with thanksgiving. And we must think on the things that God has given us to think upon. And if we'll do all of those, the very God of peace, his very presence will be with us. I pray this has been an encouragement to you today. And it is my prayer that you would enjoy the presence of God today and have the peace of God while walking in his truth. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.